the Bible Study Podcast, episode 731. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of the book of Hosea with chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We carry on with our story with a fairly short chapter here with chapter 3 of Hosea. Hosea's reconciliation with his wife. The Lord said to me, go show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver, about a homer and a lethek of barley. Then I told her, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man, and I will behave the same way toward you. For the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord to his blessings in the last days. So the first part of this is a little odd, and that is that the people of Israel have loved other gods. We knew that, and we knew that was a problem, and certainly a problem they had for many generations. But they also turned to the love of sacred raisin cakes. And there are a few times in the Bible where it tells you not to love sacred raisin cakes. In fact, I think this is pretty much it. I just want to spend a little time talking about this rather obscure little passage here because I have learned some things. I had to do some homework myself to figure out what they're talking about. First of all, this is not talking about a scone or some sort of baked goods, but it's actually a cake made out of raisins squashed together. Think of it as an energy bar for the time of the kings. And it was something that was used in various places. It's mentioned elsewhere in the Bible. For instance, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, they're administered to revive a fainting slave. In 1 Samuel chapter 25, they're part of the foodstuffs that Abigail gives David when he is on the run. In 2 Samuel 6, David hands out uh, cakes after a sacrifice in the temple as part of the celebration. So there's nothing particularly wrong with raisin cakes. So what's going wrong with them here in Hosea? And that's where we have to guess a little bit. And one of the commentators at thegoodbook.com thought that it might have to do with that plush life, that life that is attractive, that flourishing vineyards, swelling bank accounts, those sorts of things. That's an interesting theory and the best one that I've read so far. And that's certainly something that we have seen that can distract us. It's kind of the opposite of when Peter and John are approached by the person who's begging them because he is lame. And Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee from the old King James, which is apparently the version that I memorized and tells the man who he encounters to stand up and walk. And for a lot of us, silver and gold, we have actually a fair amount. And so it can be easily become another god in itself. Wealth can be. And if you look at topics that Jesus talked about and preached against, a lot of the things that the church is preaching against in various denominations these days are not what Jesus talked about. What he talked about quite a lot was money. He talked about a lot of how money can distract and how money can be the root of all kinds of evil. And so it certainly seems like that might be the problem they've got with these sacred raisin cakes. And so he buys back his own wife 
and there's no particular reason why this amount makes a lot of sense, but it's about 170 grams of silver that he pays. Uh, today, that'd be about $125, but but it's hard to figure out how much it would be worth at that particular time. And then also about 430 pounds of barley. And it's odd to think about buying a, a woman, first of all, just period, but also think about how strange it is for Hosea to buy back his wife, but she has become the wife of someone else. She has been unfaithful to him. And obviously she has been unfaithful potentially. And and we get the impression here, as we talked about last time, that she has been intimate with more than one man and has been a prostitute because he says, you're going to live with me and you won't be a prostitute. You won't be with intimate with any man. And he says, and I will behave the same way toward you. And that's an interesting line. Basically, I will be faithful to you. You will be faithful to me. And the reason, again, why God does this it was kind of set up here in chapter one. God told him to marry someone who was going to be unfaithful because that is what Israel has been to God. Israel has been unfaithful. Israel has been serving the local gods has been serving the Canaanite gods, the Baal, the Asherah, as they had for many years. And God is trying to call them back. God is looking for a day when they would come back to him. A day that did not come, or at least at least, or at least or has not come yet, but of course Israel was destroyed back in BC. And so whether when we talk about his blessings in the last days, whether God will in some fashion reconstitute the missing tribes of Israel, I cannot tell you, or whether he is basically looking for a day when he can call them back, when they will turn to him, a day that didn't come. Do not know. But again, the whole theme of Hosea and the whole theme of the Bible is God wants us to come back, that God is working towards our redemption. And it starts that way in Genesis 2 and doesn't culminate until the book of Revelation. And certainly the key point for that would be Good Friday and Easter Sunday when Jesus is part of that plan that was put in place in Genesis 2. So Hosea is part of that narrative of God saying, you've been unfaithful, come back to me. Come back to me with all your heart and be faithful to me again and I will be faithful to you. That's certainly what God is looking for in our lives as well, for us to come back to him if we have strayed away or to be in fellowship with him if we have not. And that is God's number one priority above everything else. And it's true for us and it's true for those we don't like and it's true for those we like. It is God's plan for everyone, for those who will listen. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. 
To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.